All right, this is Impact Exposure, or uh, should I say tonight's Sexposure, or even more so, the final Sexposure of the semester. Uh, it is, I know. It just uh, it, it went all it all went by so fast. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like sex, right? That's right. <laughs> Barely memorable, and uh, <laughs> Barely memorable. You turn over and say you go to sleep. Exactly, okay. and then you act like you never met these people before. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Well, of course, for those of you that uh, aren't familiar with uh, Sexposure, we are joined, of course, in studio by the uh, the crew from Olin Health Center. Uh, hello, everybody. Thanks for coming by. What's up? You want to go around real quick, uh, introduce yourselves? We'll start. Where are we going to start? We'll start with me. I All guess. right, go for it. I'm Andrew I'm from Christ- Olin Health Center. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jumping the gun. I'm Christy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Erin from Olin. This is Dr. D, and this is this is the last show, a, mm-hmm. a passing of an era, a passing yes. of a... A, a institution because this is Aaron's last show and Aww. this is Wes's last show. So, yeah. so we're going to go out yeah. with a bang, aren't we? That's right. I hope so. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe pun intended, right? <laughs> well, it is uh, April Fool's Day today. Too, it is so April who, Fool's. Who That's knows right. what can happen? That's right. Yeah. Maybe we're just oh, lying to you. <laughs> no, I'm upset too because Dennis and I have this office prank um, that we constantly do. It involves black jelly beans and him telling me that they taste like grapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not get pranked once today. Maybe that sad. was the prank. Maybe it's the reverse. I haven't looked in your uh, desk drawer. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Turned upside down, the little fallout. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But we, 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 we do encourage you to call in, right? Certainly, Wes? absolutely. Well, the number, just to throw that out right away, is 432-3893. And, you know, if you've got any questions about what we're talking about, comments, uh, maybe some uh, amusing anecdotes that are radio-friendly, uh, you know, we, we, we welcome so friendly, it all. You know? Well, if the, as long as the words you're choosing are radio-friendly. Oh, the, yeah. the, the subject matter can be... Educational. Educational. Yeah. Exactly. Would you like me to run down the words that are educational no, no. about sex? You know, if you don't do it now, I'm sure it'll happen before the end of the year. Masturbation, <laughs> vagina, penis, you know, words like that, proper mm-hmm. Absolutely, English. clinical things to make your mother blush. It wouldn't be exposure if she didn't say those things within the first two minutes. So. Hey, there we yeah. go. And with, it is It is within the first two, so congratulations. Thanks. It's a record. Well, now, in addition to, uh, you know, to, to just general comments and questions, <laughs> we, of course, have our uh, question of the day. Uh, now, did we decide what, what it was going to be? No, or? you know, we were going back and forth because tonight's show is on relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and we kind of want to look at that concept. And really discuss it like we haven't been discussing it all day, anyhow, because mm-hmm. as we sat around talking about it. But you know, we had a question here, but you know, let's change it a bit, right, Christy? All right, that sounds right. good. Uh, I guess the question I have for you, and we do have prize packs, we have relationship prize the packs, the famous and, and relationship prize pack. I think we should put like two. Complimentary, because we're going to be nice yes. tonight. We're not going to violate the FAA rules, FCC rules, whatever they are. <laughs> whatever rules you got, we will not violate them. We want those violate yeah. those yeah, rules. Yeah, we should put two of everything in there for yeah. you. Yeah, we'll put two of everything. Two complimentary massages from mm-hmm. Douglas J. Mm-hmm. Two uh, kiwi fruit Blue. passion play. Whatever kind of little kids sweet there. But <laughs> yeah. put two two copies of a sexual etiquette one on one book. Oh, you mm-hmm. both can look at pictures and compare. Right, and we'll, we'll, one compare. has big words and big pictures for men, and the other one has small words. No. And yeah. okay, <laughs> <laughs> you call in, and, and the question is, why do you need to be in a relationship? Why mm-hmm. is why are relationships important? Why do we need them? We talk about them all the time. Everyone's trying to either get in one, get out of one, or want to be in one. But why do we need relationships? And don't, don't give me this esoteric, Eckhart Tolle answer to what we're all connected. I mean, I want to know why, why you think... Reach out and touch someone. Yeah. No, no why, hippie stuff. Why, you do, <laughs> why do you need to be in a relationship? Tell us. Tell us. Because we're going to talk about relationships tonight. And I think everyone here in, in the studio, as well as those ones we may call and mm-hmm. whom we call in, Everyone's been in one, or thought about one, or or had to put up with someone else's, or something. Put up with someone else's, <laughs> exactly. you know, sure, not, not yeah. everyone's a forty-year-old virgin. I mean, exactly. Well, now, of course, if you do have an answer to that, just a personal uh, anecdote, perhaps. So the, uh, the number again: four three two three eighty nine three. Then the question: Why do you need to? Be, why do you need to be in a relationship? What's the value of being? In a relationship? Well, you know, I think preceding that, and I'll open this up to everyone, anyone who wants to call in. The West, we're going to pick on you too because we know you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. even though she won't call in because no. she. Oh, I can't. Right now. Calls to action. It's okay. She doesn't listen anyway. That's right. She doesn't listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she 
Is that, there's somebody out there that doesn't listen to Impact? I, I can you believe it? Oh my god, I can't uh, believe it. The award-winning station. Yes, that station it is. West, the with the award-winning god. host. That's right. Is that yeah. why you chose to date her? Just because yeah. she was the only one that sh- she wasn't into your celebrity. She did. So. Yeah, she didn't yeah. know. That's why I know she's she true. She's real. Yeah. 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 I think we have to congratulate. Congratulate. That means I have something to prove to her that she'll she'll discover something awesome about me. Yeah, you know, balanced, modest. Yeah. No, but I do want to congratulate for your award. Well, thank you. I think that was really yes. nice. And my good friend Ed Glazer, who, yes. out there, who won several Multiple awards, award winner. in Impact, once again winning Station of the Year award. Yes. I mean, it's we should spend the next hour talking about how great we are. And it's all because of sex exposure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's our ego. And relationships. Of Healthy course. relationships. Yes. Yes. Wait, I was going to say, as a back, back to this, you know, we, mm-hmm. we many times talk about this concept of being alone. And being lonely, and, and I think that we've explored this in the past. Maybe not in a show, but we've done it in class and stuff. And and so, so what is this? What's the difference between being alone and being lonely? I mean, what is the difference? I always like to use my hallmark term: oh, God, being yeah. with yourself. I think it's so exciting <laughs> to be with yourself. They're all laughing at me. Yes, see us. Um, but there is a difference between being alone, choosing to be alone, or choosing to feel lonely, mm-hmm. choosing to feel. Um, like your loneliness is not a choice, um, and I think that's that's where it comes down to it. Is, is it's about a choice whether you're choosing to be on your own or you don't feel like you've had the choice to be. Some choose to be lonely. Some have loneliness thrust upon them. Yes, yeah, <laughs> those poor souls. <laughs> and being lonely is kind of a lot worse than just being alone because being alone can be a really good thing. It doesn't mean you have to be sad or um, dwell on that. I mean, you're not completely alone in every way you just you know i mean without someone else well, t- t- tell me a little bit more about that what, what what does it mean you know we always talk about this being being lonely what, what does lonely being mean what is the definition of being lonely well, i think the one of the main ways you could define the two uh, being alone or being lonely is the fact that a lot of times it's a choice uh, being alone um is maybe a choice that you make um for yourself in order to know yourself better and and maybe make the idea of being in a relationship in the future better because you know yourself. But can you be can you be lonely and still be with somebody? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, so. if, if you don't feel a connection, yeah. you're still more or less on your own emotionally, at least. Yes, so, 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 so what, a great song about. But that. what constitutes that? I mean, what constitutes that? I mean, if you're with somebody, you're with somebody. So you know, you're in a relationship or whatever. And so, what what makes it lonely? What makes being with somebody lonely? I think you you feel like you're missing something either in that person, but maybe really it's in yourself that you don't know. Um, I mean, a lot of things can make you feel lonely, and sometimes I think you could even feel more lonely when you're with someone than by yourself. But I think it makes no difference if you're with someone or not to feel lonely. I think it's about connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know we can sometimes we get into these relationships and um, they're really fun, and, and there's like this heightened passion when you're first together, and then. <laughs> Like, I knew oh, she'd get to the passion mm-hmm. quickly. Well, I think yeah. it is. I, it is all then about it becomes, you know, then you become complacent. Maybe you don't com- become complacent, but you you go through these dips mm-hmm. in your relationship. Yeah. Things become routine. Yeah, yeah. It become routine. Maybe you get bored. Maybe you have friends that got, get into new relationships that are like, well, why are they so passionate about their mm-hmm. relationship? And I've kind of mm-hmm. lost it, you know. And so then maybe those feelings of loneliness may do come up. Um, maybe you lose that connection with your partner. Sure. Growing apart as opposed to together. So, so what, what does the term relationship mean to you then? Hmm. What, what does the term relationship mean? You know, we, we bandy around these terms all the time. You know, we're always saying relationship, commitment. Wait till we get to commitment. I love that. You know how much I love that word. Relationship. What does it mean to be relationship? What does it mean to you? It means you're linked up on Facebook. Yeah. You're linked up on I'm Facebook. I'm not linked up on Facebook. In a well, then you are not in a relationship. It's not really real. Unless Mark Zuckerberg gives it a stamp of approval, then it just doesn't count. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what? what? Stress. I don't think we're going to get anywhere tonight, folks. <laughs> what, what does the term relationship mean to me? Uh, let's see. Aaron, you're in a relationship. Andrew, in a relationship. Wes, you are. Christy, you're looking for one. I am. <laughs> if you, no, if you no, want to volunteer, for Christy, the number four three two three eighty nine three. If you want to talk to Christy, that's number, no. Christy yeah. likes long walks on the beach. <laughs> we could Facebook turn that into a one nine hundred relationship. I will have our, our our listeners know that they are this jocularity is because they don't want to deal with 
the question I asked. <laughs> it's true. What it's is, what is a hard question. It is. What does the term relationship mean to you? I mean, how would you define it? I mean, Andrew, the day you walked in and said, Andrew and I are in a relationship, what did that mean? Like you were... I never walked in and said that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you did, Andrew, yes, you did. I remember. Awkward. Oh, okay. So I what just is, came in and declared what does that mean? first thing in the morning. What does that mean? It's a connection with someone. It means you're in love. Yeah. It means you're in love. I think it's the way no, I mean, but I, I, I don't know if it necessarily means you're in love. Cause I you can, was being I mean, sarcastic. <laughs> you can, I mean, you can be in a relationship with. I mean, you have a lot of relationships in your life. I mean, you we're know talking what the kind of relationship I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, you're talking I, mean, about I don't say that I'm in a relationship with my friends. Yeah. You don't. So, so no. what makes the I, I have a relationship with them, but I'm <laughs> not in one. But we're talking about romantic relationships. Right. I think that's the the finer points of it. The finer points. So what does it mean to be in a romantic relationship for you? Is all just about romance? One day you said, "Hey." Let's be romantic. <laughs> yes, we, we again Facebook we decided it for us. No, um, I don't know. Personally speaking, I would say that a, you know a relationship, in, being in a relationship, is just defined by the person that you spend a lot of time with. That you have feelings for more than just friendship. Perhaps it's you know romantic. It's you know I, I guess it's hard to kind of qualify, but something along those lines. It's someone you have a connection with that that like you said you have more more than just a friendship interest in. Um, if we're talking about romantic relationships. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I see my roommates a lot, and we do a lot of things together, but I wouldn't yeah. say I'm in a relationship with them. You know. So what, 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 what makes it different? What's the, what's the difference factor? Even right. more than that, because I think you could be seeing someone, talking to someone, dating someone, but you're not in a relationship. So I think it's something that you and the other person sit down and both agree on and then make agreements with um, along those lines. And then... Then you're not. There you go. There you go. <laughs> then you have a contract binding. Yeah. Camera up. Yeah. Camera up. This sounds, this sounds like when companies merge. You I know? think it's a tough one. It is. It is essentially yeah, a, a merger. company merger. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. like it. Hostile no, takeover. Yeah. Six cents. Yeah. I, I don't know. No. <laughs> Over dinner, I suppose. <laughs> We're changing the name of this exposure <laughs> to contract. Uh, contract, contract negotiations. negotiations. Yes, exactly. Yes. I mean, but, but I mean, you can see that we're somewhat struggling with this, mm-hmm. yeah. in a way, because Christy said you sit down and you just kind of determine. Well, you know, we know each other well enough, and uh, I think I kind of like you, and you like me, so we're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, and why does it, it have to be defined, though? I mean, that's that's what I've never. How do you really... talk about it if it's not defined? Why do you have to talk about it? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Let's because answer questions with questions. Because it's what we based questions. the show on today. <laughs> that, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. That's a great thing because I have this little cartoon from Kathy. It's a great one. And, and Kathy's talking to her mother and she says uh, uh, about relationships. And then she's with her boyfriend. She says, you know, my mom wants to talk about my relationship. My dad wants to talk about my relationship. My friends want to talk about relationship. I really wanted to be with you because you never want to talk about relationship. Because <laughs> everybody else wants to talk about your relationship, but you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Talk about what's with the person you should be talking with it about. Yeah, that's true. And well, then, that's true. And, and then you end up in the in the counseling center, which is <laughs> is, is one of the prime things they see on campus is troubles with relationships. Mm-hmm. But no one ever goes into it actually mm-hmm. talking about it. It's just like, hey, one day I'm in a relationship, and then you go, okay, can you define that? I don't want to. <laughs> 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 you know, now, well, now is it safe to say too that uh, sort of like discussing it. Sort of, it, it it gets rid of that uh, that spontaneity. Oh, it takes that, all the fun out of it. You know, kind of, yeah. Well, I mean, if you just like you said, you get it down all on paper, yeah, then there's nothing <laughs> left. There's no fun left. There's nothing. There's no mystery. Uh, mystery there. Is you that know? safe to say? Well, actually, that's you, one then of the. Then you open it up for a chance for people to get hurt. Is, is exactly, because that's one of the top twelve yeah. ways to avoid yeah. intimacy, of which I um, used to adhere to quite um, stringently. Oh, she's got a list. I do have a list. And number nine is don't tell other people what you want and expect from them. You know, I mean, that's how you avoid an intimate mm-hmm. relationship is by not talking about <laughs> it, essentially. I, I love seeing people in counseling where, where they say, well, she should have known that. We've been together three years. I said, well, did you ever tell him? No. He, he should, just should have known that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and how would he do that? You know, it's like on Star Trek and he's got a, one of those beam Mental telepathy, of course. It's kind of ridiculous, you know. But I want to go back to what something you said, Christy, and, and, and Wes, you said too, <clears throat> that word commitment. Okay, do you, do you think relationships are commitments? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I think so. Okay, now that you said that, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, I have to actually explain it now? Yeah, well, what, define what it means to be 
in a commitment. Yeah. Wait, like, what does it mean? That's even harder, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's when you hammer out the contract, right? Yeah. 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 That, I mean, it's. I, I would say that it's, there's a varying level to it. I mean, you know, not not to there's be too vague levels about of it. commitment. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you like date like date number one. You know, if you start talking about marriage, someone's gonna say, "Well, that's too much commitment for me." Oh, okay. First date, you know. I mean, as things progress, there's more and more commitment. You know. Well, we always spend Saturday nights together, things like that. I mean. I mean, I, do, you, do you think you're in a committed relationship? Yeah, definitely. And, and if we got your partner on the phone, would she say the same thing? <laughs> she wouldn't say much on the phone, but yes. <laughs> I think she would, yeah. I mean, I mean, She'd be like, you're on a radio show? Yeah. What? <laughs> Who is this? Well, the thing is, we, we never define that. You know, and, and sometimes when I talk about this with students about defining commitment, commitment and defining what that means to each other, they go, no, that's just takes all the fun out of it. We, we know what we mean. And then when I take them in separate rooms, I say, okay, you define commitment. Well, commitment to me means I'm just going to see her this week, and then next week I'm going to see somebody else. And, and then I take her in the room, and she, she says, well, commitment to me means we're, we're in it for the long haul. We're not going to see anybody else, and it's going to be till the end of time. Mm-hmm. It's, but people never really sit down and actually define what it means to be in a committed relationship. They just yeah. said, okay, we're in a relationship. See you, dude. And then, well, I think, too, it's it, in... <laughs> I mean, you, you say that, and, and that's probably a lot of what the youth of America, that's how they are now. But that's how they are. <laughs> Wise Andrew. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not he grew that beard and all of a sudden. He grew the beard and all of a sudden he's... I'm 70 he's years old. He's Yoda all of a sudden. You're Obi-Wan <laughs> now. you just got a beard. <laughs> but Two and a half years. Now I'm going to lose my train of thought because of... Because well, the of young that. people of America. Do you think right. the young people of America just... Well, I just think, I think there's... Is it like hooking up? Is that what you're saying? It's like disposable relationships, not committed. I think in some... I don't think, it, I don't think it's necessarily a... I think it's they don't know what... They don't know what's next. So they're maybe not sure how long they're committing for. When, you, when they sit down and they say they're in a committed relationship, they're committed, I mean, in the now, but they don't necessarily know what, it, what it's going to be in, in you know, a month or a year from then. I mean, they may have all the intention of the world of it lasting that long. But you're putting but, a time. You're, you're putting a time sense on commitment. You're saying in the now, which I agree. I think commitment should be in the now. But what does it mean? What does it mean that you say I'm committed to you in the now? Well, it depends on the relationship. But it's 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 I don't know. It's, it's not being with someone else in the so it's monogamy. Sense of the word. But you're saying monogamy. Monogamy. That's just physical physical monogamy, or is it all right if you just go having this great old emotional time with somebody else? I mean, that's what I mean. Well, I mean, and then that's and then that's when you when you get into different relationships where you're kind of surprised where how how someone reacts to you know you hanging out with your friends or you know you hanging out with your old friend from high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you. Most people don't define it, and they, they right. find out by trial and error. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, yeah. Christy's with this other guy that because she likes to go see sunsets, and and Christy's partner says, "What the hell? You know, you're supposed to be committed to me. You're not supposed to be with anyone else." Well, well, that's why I hear so many stories. You know, when people talking about past relationships, they're like, "Oh yeah, we broke up. He was a psycho, or she was a psycho." Mm-hmm. She, you know, it's. Well, and I think it's about trial and error. I don't think that trial and error is a bad way to figure out a relationship, but you have to talk about it when there's an error. Right, exactly. I think that's where we have the breakdown. I think trial and error is a great way. It keeps me in business and (laughs) helps me buy cars and stuff like that. Put you on the radio, absolutely. I come into therapy and I say, haven't you discussed this beforehand? Well, no. (laughs) You put more discussion of where you're going to go to eat that night than you actually do and what it means to be committed to that person. Well, maybe a company merger would be a better way to go about it. You know, then you have everything outlined. You can have lawyers. Yeah, you have lawyers (laughs) representing each of you. You never have to talk about it, and it's all written down on paper. So if there is an error, there's actual evidence for the reason why you should break up. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think we could all say that we've gone through trial and error in our relationships that we've been through in our lives to this point. But I don't think we can really say that we haven't learned from those experiences mm-hmm. and, and say that they were, whether they were hurtful or painful or, or whether they were a good experience, we learn from them. And it's, you know, it's about not, I mean, it's about taking that experience and, and learning from it in the future. Like, I don't think you can, I don't think you're just going to automatically mm-hmm. jump in to being in relationships and, and know what you're talking about. Oh, Andrew, Andrew, I love you, but I think that's crapola. I don't. I, 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 think think I think you're dead wrong. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> and <dead> fight. <laughs> We're on camera. Remember, uh, 
honestly, now we we wouldn't expect that. Just think if we we took we took the like driver's ed like we do relationships. Let's trial now. Just go go there and try the car. And if you get in a few well, accidents, that's, that's it's fine. Different. You'll you're learn si- from that. You'll what you're saying is you could take a class on relationships. Why not? Because it's as in, it, they're as individual as the person that you're with. So are the cars. No, uh, uh, cars all have. No, they don't. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk physical things, then I mean, a car is a completely different thing than a human being, with emotions and. There's no manual for people, though. What Andrew's saying is that women are messy. Did you hear that, (laughs) ladies? But there are there are elements to every relationship, Mm -hmm. and there are things that make relationships work, and there are Mm -hmm. things that, that that. uh, tend to fail in relationships, and there are, there are elements of a relationship. You know, as, as Aaron said, we know that most relationships people get into they're romantic relationships. There's a lot of passion there, but people don't know how to make relationships work after the passion dies down. You know, if you don't understand what actually makes it work, like when you learn in driver's ed what actually makes things work and how to go about do that, you know how to do it, and so then you put your your own talent into it afterwards. But if you don't know a relationship is like, okay, it's a lot of passion. But then comes commitment and intimacy. And if you don't develop the commitment and intimacy, once the passion dies out, then you end up with a failed relationship many times. Mm-hmm. And that commitment and intimacy, you have to understand what that means. Like like most people, like you said, intimacy. Most people think intimacy is just, let's just get in bed and do it. That's mm-hmm. intimate. But that's not really intimacy. Intimacy is that part of, you know, getting to know this other person so well in a way that makes you familiar with them and comfortable with them, and you grow that. But that's what I'm saying about this. People, we don't do relationship classes. We just, you know, there's nothing in this society that teaches people how to relate positively. Where, where do you get it from? You get it from your parents. And if your parents' relationship sucks, then where do you get it from? Oh, trial and error. Let's just go out and do this. Oh, this, this one, no, oh, that didn't work. Let's try that. Let's do that. And you know how many 40- and 50-year-olds you see in counseling and 60-year-olds you see in counseling? In relationships that break up after, you know, forty-five years of being together. But yeah, but there's you know, but people I, for whom that works. And I, I mean, think there are, there are. I think Andrew has a point though that that there no are no there are <laughs> when you have a relationship and a breakup, um, you learn from that breakup, and then you spend you? some time. You should hopefully you <laughs> did yeah. like that guy was. Should nice, we go around the room here and see if everyone's learned from the relationship? That guy was cheap. <laughs> Or well, <laughs> that guy wasn't good enough. To bring it for back me. to your car analogy, though, I mean, if you if you get into an accident with a car, you know what not to do next time when you're driving. You know how right. to avoid that accident. But well, but really, and then are you would you, hope so. At least there becomes a development within yourself. You learn about what you do want in a relationship and what you don't want in a relationship, yeah. and I think that's what you need to take away when a, when a relationship ends. I think well, yeah, I understand that. I mean, going back to what you said too, there would be a hell of a lot more accidents if people didn't go through drivers and have to go through the process of getting a license and stuff. There'd be a lot more accidents. You're going to have accidents either way, whether you learn whether you have a relationship in a class or not. But what I'm saying is that one of the, the the biggest problems on this campus that we see when it comes to mental health is people in relationships, break broken relationships, negotiating relationships, how to be in relationships. And not just this campus. You can go off campus mm-hmm. and see the adults in the, in the world that, that have problems with relationships. We never teach anything about that. It really is all trial and error. And I do, I do believe, it's not all crapola, Andrew. I well, do I believe mean, it, learn it, there's trial it. and error involved, but there's also a learning from parents and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and even if your parents do have a crappy relationship, you maybe visit your, you know, your friends' houses when you're, when you're younger and you see their, relation, their parents' relationship is really strong or... Or you, or you learn what you don't like about your parents' relationship, and you decide it's going to be different in your own life. I mean, watch a lot it's of not just trial and error. Right? <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. yeah, and then of course there's ABC the TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so what? The, so then, what does make a relationship work? You know, and maybe that, maybe that's the the question we should have there for our viewers for that stupendous. Relationship prize pack. Double size yeah. prize pack tonight. Double size prize pack. Yes. We'll even throw in some prize pack for stuff. two. Absolutely. Prize pack mm-hmm. for Number two. for that, 432-3893. If you care to comment on anything we've been talking about tonight, uh, why relationships are important, what makes them work, as Dr. D just said, anything like that, any anecdotes you have, something to contribute, uh, we'll, we'll, we will award you with a complimentary prize pack. Mm-hmm. Courtesy well, what, what, what does make a relationship work? Yeah. Lots of work. You've been in yours for how many months? Price Four. Four months, and Andrew, two and a half years. A little more than that. Seven months. Seven months. Yeah. Christy's still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I was in one for three and a half years. Yeah, yeah so. she was in a big one. Yep. 
And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And I've been married for 14 and a half years. So oh, you, had to, you just had to trust yeah, us. I know. <laughs> she does that every time. <laughs> Braggart. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so what makes a relationship work? Sort of the million-dollar question, I suppose. I, uh, I think that would be yours to answer, 14-year marriage. Over mm-hmm. there. Well, um, I think you should always be pleasant and, above all, never express anger. I think that's <laughs> That's really where the roadblocks to intimacy, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And it's been working for years. <laughs> no. Um, that no. was sarcasm for everyone listening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Clearly by my string of failed relationships. Um, I, think, I think it's about communication, obviously. But moreover, it's about taking time with your partner. Um not rushing into things and really being aware of, of what you want out of the relationship um, and how how far you're willing to go. What do you guys think? That's good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Done. And the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. But I feel like asking the question, what does it take to break the relationship work, is... Um, completely based on what your goal is. I mean, if you're looking for what to take, what to work is in marriage, if that's like your long-term goal, or if you just are in it for, you know, a relationship for the time being and you don't see it. I mean, I know it's hard to say why would you date someone if you didn't see yourself getting married to them, but a lot of people do, and especially if you're younger. Um, so it, I think it's kind of hard yeah. to define. So, so maybe we need to turn the question around. You know, what is it that you want out of a relationship? <laughs> And what's the most important elements for you in a relationship? What, I mean, I have a list of things here that I always tell people in classes mm-hmm. or in whatever workshop we do. You know, let me just read these real quickly. Trust, friendship, mutual respect, good communication, realistic expectations, shared interest, commitment, ability to face conflict, sexual variety, positive support, love, humor. What is it, what, uh, of all these things, what are the most important ones to you in a relationship? What would you say? If I had to rank all of those? Yeah, if you had to rank those, what would they be? <laughs> Let's try a memory test. Um, humor is actually a big one. I know that's always kind of a cliche, but that, one's, humor too. that humor is a pretty big one. I mean, friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trust, I would say. It's Trust? Yeah. Mine would be humor. Because if you can't laugh at the stupid things, <laughs> if you can't laugh when everything is turning to crap, mm-hmm. then uh, what's cr- the point? Tonight, tonight's word is crap. Yeah. <laughs> I think I started it. But you know, the, you know, when I do this exercise with folks and sometimes with couples, it's surprising how different they are mm-hmm. on this. You know, they'll say, you know, for me it's uh, shared interest or mutual support or trust or friendship. And the other, and the other person say, well, uh, for me it's sexual variety and, and it's usually a male. Uh, or humor, or love, or something like that. But you know, there, there are certain ones here that uh, you should talk about. You know, I usually tell people, go home and talk about these. What's most important in the relationship to you? That will help determine what makes it work for Just you. Just hearing that list too, some of them I think are so obvious, but they're that easily overlooked. I mean, you know, you mentioned sexual variety and humor, and some of these things are, are sort of, yeah. like I said, sort of cliched. But you know, a lot of them make a lot of sense. But I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have chosen them if I just had a blank sheet of paper. But, you know, the other part about this, too, and Christy said, so I'll pick on Christy here, is that some of these words, we're not sure we can actually put into a definition. Like trust. And Mm -hmm. I always ask people, say, so what does that word mean to you? What does it mean to trust someone? Why is that so important in a relationship to you, to trust? And they go, well, you know, you just want to trust them. (laughs) But, But what does that mean? You know, you, you know, in some ways you want them to trust you and you want to trust them. But what does that mean? Well, I think it's a trust that you can rely on someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, a trust that someone's not going to hurt you. I think that's what they're talking about when they say trust. Oh, I think you should always expect to be hurt. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Well, you should always expect that. it. I mean, you but... really... Not, not that you go into with this expectation that I'm going to be devastated by this relationship, but I, I think if you don't acknowledge that it's might happen mm-hmm. then you're going to Yeah, but trust is is the sure. the opposite of it. trust is the degree to which you believe that they're not going to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think trust sort of overlooks the the you know, the the expectation of being hurt. It's blind naive. You know it's there and you're still right, willing yeah. to make that leap. I think that's yeah. I think that's trust, you know. Yeah. Well, how do you know how do you know when you can trust somebody? How do you know you can trust your partner? 
There's <laughs> probably all these partners out there arguing now. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know when you can trust your partner? How do you know that? Just, people just say, well, it, you just know. It, it, you know until, until you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know until they're, they're, you, you, are you know trial and error poster boy you think you know but no trial and error. <laughs> right well it's i mean that's that's what trust is i mean if 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 you trust someone you, you have to count on them and and if it doesn't but don't work you want to tell them what you expect yeah i mean i, I feel like that's something yeah that's but you can't like, cover everything i mean some things will come yeah. up that you couldn't have foreseen and planned yeah, out i trust and, you not to well, Back over my dog. I don't know something. You know. <laughs> try, try defining. Try defining the word without using the word. Hmm. Dead air. What you call awkward silence. Best yeah. radio ever. Anyway. Um, yeah. Well. Like I said, I think uh, I kind of mentioned this just a second ago, but, you know, when you do have a situation that you couldn't have foreseen and somebody comes through for you, they they they're able to do the thing that makes you happy. They're able to do the thing that that, that you would expect of them without you having yeah, to you ask. said the word. Expectations? Instead of expectations you mm-hmm. have for that person, they will be there. That They will keep your confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can expect them to... Take care of your best interests. Mm-hmm. It's all about expectations that you've set up for somebody else. But you know, there's not these discussions until an expectation is not met. Then you go, right. I trusted you, but you, mm-hmm. the, the expectations aren't verbal. And you, if you really think that this takes all the pleasure and romance and spontaneity out of a relationship, it really doesn't because communication is the bottom foundation to all relationships. And mm-hmm. to really communicate about this stuff, I mean, go home and actually talk about it. And you know, say, okay, what is it? What is it that... It, to you, that it means to trust me. What do, you know, what does that mean? Well, I expect you not to go on me. I expect you to be there Friday night. I expect you to, to have my best interest in mind. That's Nobody really likes the about. spontaneity of being cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Surprise. Totally like yeah. But I'll go back to it. If, if you were to call my, uh, my my dear wife on the phone and ask what what she thinks makes our relationship work or what she likes about me. First thing out of my mouth was he makes me laugh. That's that. It's definitely not my six pack or you know my, <laughs> my body or anything like that. It's, she'll say she'll say he makes me laugh. You know, and, and humor, sorry, is, uh, humor is a big thing. <laughs> humor is a big thing in relationships. Yeah. But what else on there you think? So it seems like the moral of all this is to communicate with your partner and talk about expectations, everything like that in a relationship. But I feel like. The hardest part about that is how. How do you, I mean, how do you go about doing that? You take the, the awkward and you make it work. I think I think that's what happens to us is that we be, we're so afraid to be vulnerable with somebody. We're so afraid to, to really show who we are and for it to be awkward and messy and weird. And it's supposed to be this picture-perfect movie. And our lives are not movies. And I think we forget that. Yeah, I forget that. Right. I don't know. With, what with all the yeah. cameras rolling around you mm-hmm. all the time? Yeah. You know, clearly. <laughs> yes. We have cameras in the studio, so. And they are on this time, so <laughs> hopefully this will be up on our uh, Impact 89 FM YouTube channel, which has been pretty popular. As oh, you got a YouTube channel? We do, oh, yes. Really? We're putting uh, concert, uh, you know, concerts on there and, and interviews with uh, musicians and all sorts of good stuff. But, That's great. Yeah. We're famous. Yeah, so, wow. so really your life is a movie right now. Yeah. Yeah, that is great. So, you oh. know what's interesting about that is, though, I think our lives are becoming more like movies with YouTube and that kind of stuff, and we have this expectation of reality TV, as if reality TV mm-hmm. um, is real, is real life, <laughs> and we should all be in camera. We all, all have time. producers, you know, with yeah. us at all times, of yeah, course. And an yeah. agent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything. I work for Teen Vogue. Um, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Well, let's go back. Let's go back to what your, your question was. Then. How do you communicate? You know, it, it, it's for someone like myself who's been doing a lot of counseling. For many years, uh, that word comes up all the time, communication, good communication, good communication. But what does it really mean to to begin to communicate in a relationship? What does it mean? Hmm. Start with being honest with each other. Yeah. Maybe being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is, what is it that, that you really believe? You know, what, what, why are you in this relationship? What is it that you want? How do you want it to progress? goes back to those expectations. And do you want to be in a relationship? I think sometimes we get into relationships not not necessarily intending to, and then all of a sudden we're in one, and it's like, well, what? 
this isn't really what I wanted, but now I'm in it, so. Right. Or it goes from one type to another yeah. without realizing it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it gets messy. Mm-hmm. You need those lawyers. You need the lawyers mm-hmm. and the contracts. I think there was, a, there was a Chappelle show that had the love contract. And yes. It, uh, yes. The, the line being, uh, you don't want to catch a beef for something you didn't do. But yeah, I mean, still yeah. the, 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 the logic holds, I think, that you know you don't want to get involved with something you didn't want in the first place. Right. You know? right. so, yeah. Because yeah, someone goes back to the question we asked, so why do people want to be in relationships? Mm-hmm. And people usually say, well, it's the natural progression for, for men and for women, not that it needs to be man and a woman, but natural progression. But it really is it. Mm-hmm. Are, are we destined to be in relationships all the time? I mean, what about I the people? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we always use this oh. We always use this concept that if you really want to be intimate with somebody, <clears throat> you need to face your own aloneness. What does it mean to be alone? We started off the conversation with talking about that. What does it mean to be alone? Are you comfortable being alone? And I would ask, I would ask our listeners that question. Mm-hmm. Are you com- comfortable being alone? If you're not, ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you were really comfortable being alone? And if you weren't, what was, what was different about that? Do we have this need that we have to talk to somebody, that we have to feel close to somebody, that we have to laugh with somebody? Have you ever gone out uh, to a movie yourself and sat in the movie theater and laughed mm-hmm. and didn't feel like everyone thought you were nuts? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's part of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've had friends who go relationship to relationships or that lily pad mm-hmm. way of thinking. and you I know, like and the lily pad. There you go. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I mean, if they're happy, great, but I kind of always had the bad Are they happy? But see, I don't know. I mean, they... They're happy to be with that person. I think it's that honeymoon phase, the beginning of each time. So they're they're they're, they're mm-hmm. passion people. Sure, but yeah. I mean, but regardless, it may, it may also just be that that's the expectation that they, well, I, okay, well, so and so dumped me. Oh, now what am I going to do? You know, but I always have to kind of wonder in the back of my head. Well, maybe it's healthier for them just to not be in a relationship, mm-hmm. that, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. So. so they can figure out what they really want. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I can't just be like, let me tell you how you're going to run your life. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and I think it's something you have to figure out, really. Um, because I used to be that lily pad person, and mm-hmm. then I spent a year not being that lily pad person. It was probably like the best year of growing for me um, mm-hmm. that I ever had. And so sometimes, but I didn't come upon that by choice necessarily. Sure. It was kind of by circumstance. And then... Um, you know, and and then one thing leads to another, and you end up really liking where you're at. But um, but it's about a security blanket sometimes. Yeah. Um, and when it's taken away from you, you really figure out who you are. And I think that's that's one of the best things that you can do for yourself is figure out who you are first. Well, you know, we talked. Somebody mentioned. I can't remember who mentioned said about intimacy. You know, that concept of intimacy. And when we talk about intimacy with another person, many times people go to you know it's about sex, but it's really not. Intimacy is really getting to know. Someone, but why not turn that whole thing back on yourself? Intimacy is really getting to know yourself, and in, in, in the true mm-hmm. way to really start being in a relationship with somebody else is getting to know yourself and not being afraid of getting to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to be alone to do that, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes you have to be in a relationship and be lonely in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and I think mm-hmm. you know, Aaron and I have talked. It's probably what happened with you. Mm-hmm. you know, well, it's kind of think. funny what she says about a security blanket because you're talking about how. The lily pad jumping can be a security blanket, but I think some too it, being alone can be a security blanket that you're maybe not letting yourself get out there enough to mm-hmm. to really. I mean, maybe maybe you know yourself well enough, but you, you're not ready to take that step where you're where you put because because it, it takes it takes putting yourself out there. It takes a little bravery mm-hmm. to be able to connect with someone, mm-hmm. and I think it can be a security blanket in the other way when you're alone or when you're a but, but Andrew, why, why does it take some bravery to do that? What's your fear? Not you, but but what's what's the fear? The, well, I think the fear is rejection. Ah, mm-hmm. am I getting to it? And so, so if you really faced your loneliness and you knew yourself, would you be afraid of that? If you really know yourself and what you want, would would the fear of rejection stop you from going out there? I think I might create some hesitancy. Yeah. Even, uh, because being rejected, re- regardless of how confident you are in yourself, mm-hmm. is jarring. But but you accept that as rejection. I mean, when someone says, "Well, may, uh, maybe no, maybe I don't want to date you, or I don't want to be with you," why would you accept that as rejection? Other than that, you're just kind of speaking from your own self concept, your own we would call ego, as mm-hmm. we were talking about right. before. You just really, it's really not about rejection. It's just not the right person for you, not right. the right time. And I think people never spend time 
being alone and figuring those things out right. and, and, and staying on a conscious level, actually, because, you know, nobody likes rejection. I don't like rejection either, but it's not rejection unless we make it rejection mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's yeah. about the choice of what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I would argue that the, the, the maybe an alone period could actually give you, you know, some sort of clarity as oh, well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, prior to the relationship that I'm in now, I was I was single for, I'd say, shoot, probably two years or so. And, you know, it, I... I, I I decide I wasn't anti-relationship. I wasn't looking for one. I just kind of accepted for a while, like this is the situation. But then once I met, once I met Jess, my lady. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Winston <laughs> Jess. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, okay. Match up the celebrity names as you like. Uh, you you, yeah. you would say that to the last show to tell us. Of course, of course. But I I felt that you know that once once I found you know found a person that I wanted yeah. to date, then I would recognize it right away. And I think that's the case. I think that's what what happened. So. Well, you know, we have, we have this little. Uh, uh, chart that I use a lot, and uh, I think we can learn a lot from that. Not, not because, I didn't put this together; I stole this from somebody else. But it's called the art of intimacy. And the first thing that it says on there is become intimate with yourself. Which, Evan, that does not mean masturbation. Masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> become. In, it says become intimate with yourself. Way. Learn to like yourself. Mm-hmm. In order to t- truly like somebody else, but many times. When we don't like ourselves, we try to find what we like in somebody else that we would like to like about ourselves. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <does>. lost me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I would lose you. <laughs> like, Wes is a great speaker, and I want to be a great speaker, so I'm going to date him. Yeah. I'm not Jess, so don't no, worry. I no, no. have one. So. No, but Sorry it says, if you're listening. That's not going to happen. <laughs> to really find intimacy in yourself in order to be intimate with somebody else, you really need to like yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not saying everything about yourself, but you need to like yourself before you go on to somebody else. But I see we have a caller. We do, yeah. Let's Yay. go ahead and go right now. Uh, go ahead. You're on the air with Sexposure. Um, hi. I was just calling because I heard that it was Aaron's last night. <gasps> oh. Who's this hi, mystery Rachel. voice? <laughs> hi, Rachel. Uh, Rachel, you're calling from Baltimore. This is crazy. Yes, I am calling. And... I only heard just a very short amount of what you guys were talking about, liking yourself before you can be intimate with somebody. Yes. But, and I agree with that, but I had a question for Erin about what her personal thoughts were um, about moving halfway across the country with a strange man. Ooh. <laughs> um, let me give background. Rachel knows my significant other. <laughs> For several years. And thinks he's strange? And thinks he's strange. <laughs> no, no, no. See, it's, it's applicable for both of us because I moved halfway across the country with a strange man, too. It's true. So I just wanted her to share her very important thoughts on this. Well, you know, um, Rachel, I think you, you and I had a great conversation in the kitchen, and we always keep each other in check, um, about moving too fast. And when you move to a new city um, or you move into a, a transition phase, you really want to keep in check who you are. Um, and and what you want out of the things that you're trying to do, like moving across the country and moving to a new city, for me, um, is is more about my personal goals. And yes, it's great that I have somebody there where I'm moving, um, but it, it's about trying to figure out how you're going to manage both, um, and and what you want to do with it. Um, but just staying track with your own goals, you know, and not losing sight of of where you're really where you want to go. You're not deciding you're making that decision just because of that person. Right. right. Because when you move to a new city because of somebody, it changes the context in which right. you're moving. Um, and, and in some ways, that can be a very scary sense. I don't know, Rachel, you can, you can expound upon that. I think you had some great insight the other night. Um, well, I think that as long as you put yourself first, in a lot of situations, it's better for the situation because if you don't take care of yourself first, then it is true. Like, how do you commit to somebody else and really be there for that person? And unfortunately, a lot of the times, women always try to put themselves second or, you know, commit to a relationship when they haven't really taken care of themselves first because it's for the better of the relationship. But sometimes you just got to be selfish and really do what's good for yourself. Because I think, I don't know, in general, women tend to not be... I'm going to do this for me, you know, type people in situations with relationships, at least in my experience. So, You know, Rachel, I think that's great advice, but the only thing I would say to what you said is, is take the connotation of selfish. There's nothing wrong with being selfish. I think it's, it, it's, it's something that we, we've kind of over the years said selfish means that it's, it's only for myself and not for others, and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't have value. You need to take care of yourself. You need to be able to like yourself. You need to be able to 
not necessarily put yourself first, but you are first. And that's mm-hmm. where it should come. And in those relationships where you get buried into the other person and you become a couple and you lose your own individual identity, mm-hmm. those, are, those are bound for disaster. So I think your advice is, is well taken. And by the way, Aaron hasn't left yet. So <laughs> I may have something to say about that. So. <laughs> oh, I know she hasn't. But I just, I always love listening to you guys, and I miss East Lansing for that reason. So Aww. I think what you do there is wonderful. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much for calling. Okay, call me later. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel, really, you, she has made a relationship work um, from East Lansing to Baltimore, and he did move without having a backup plan. He moved mm-hmm. for Rachel, um, and uh, they've made it work in such a way that they have mm-hmm. a very unique relationship, um, and they moved in together. And so that was actually the conversation that came out. It was about moving in together and moving from a place of dating in the same city to moving to a whole new city mm-hmm. together, and, um, and they've gone through a lot, and she has great advice. And there's there's a lot to talk about. I mean, mm-hmm. we we're just we're just scratching the surface here, sure. and, and you know, we we talked about a couple of those concepts. You know, and I think Rachel said the same thing. You got to learn to like yourself, mm-hmm. and, and I'm saying everything about yourself. Like, oh, I really like my abs today, or I like my. You know, it, it means you like yourself for who you are mm-hmm. at that point. And then we talked about the other one, face your aloneness. You know, because I mean, basically, you are alone. You you can pretend that you're with somebody else, and, and it makes you whole. And, and conceptually whole and stuff, but you really, if you're not whole as an individual, you're not going to find it in another person. Just mm-hmm. not. And the next one here is, is learn to listen. You know, mm-hmm. when you really want to 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 build intimacy, you really need to learn to listen. Now, this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. You get, Wes, you go home tonight with Jess, and, and you just sit down there, and for a minute, let Jess say anything she wants. Just talk about anything you want. You know, and talk, and, and you don't put anything in your mind other than what. What Jess is saying. Mm-hmm. Try it once. It is one of the hardest concepts to do. <laughs> don't don't put any value judgments on what you're saying, or don't get ready to answer it, or don't say anything like, I know how to stop that or how to fix that. Just listen and see how hard it is. But it's one of the most beautiful things you can do for another person. But then you got to listen to yourself, too. And how often do we listen to ourselves? We do things where we know what we're saying to ourselves, but we do the opposite of that. Like you were saying, lily pad, you know, jump from mm-hmm. one relationship. Mm-hmm. I know I should probably be, be alone for a while now, but, oh, God, that's so scary. i got to jump into this next <laughs> sure. one. I'll just see whoever comes one. by, yeah. But I guess we have another oh, we caller. We do. We have another caller. Let's uh, go to that right now. You're, go ahead. You're on the air with Sexposure. Hi. Um, I'm calling to talk about moving across country oh. from a mother's perspective. Absolutely. I'm, I'm Aaron's mom. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Mom. I don't think she needs to... To move to solely be in a relationship, but to go out and meet her dreams, to do what she wants to do, not based on the fact that there's a relationship waiting for her there, but to go out and make sure she's doing what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to damn well make sure that's what she does. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you that, Mom. Because if she was going out to to back to Lansing, she can always come back to Lansing. Because, Dennis, you'll retire sometime, I'm sure. Well, that, that's pretty darn soon, actually. <laughs> you know what? It is, if, I thought, if I thought that she was, or, or any daughter of mine, or, or anybody was moving out for a relationship and, and not doing it for themselves or, or for, for what I think is, is, will better themselves, I would, I would definitely have a say in that and, and say something. But I think your point is well taken. You really need to be, it, it's all right to be with somebody. It's all right to move with somebody. Mm-hmm. But you need to move with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to move with yourself. Do it on your own. Yeah, you, you got to put yourself there. You know, it's not like putting yourself forward. You just got to put yourself there. You got to be conscious about the move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in the long what, run, that would make the relationship better because you can't blame somebody for the outcomes that come in your life if you don't have the control over them. Right. If you're relying on somebody else to make you happy, you're not going to be happy. Right. So you, you have to go out and be happy. And, and happy with the decisions that you make. Exactly. And um, know that mom's always home. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, I think it's about, it's about growth. It's about not allowing yourself to become stagnant, whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship. It's about staying, um, staying with the choices that you're making um, or, or changing the choices that you make, and that's okay too. But it's about being conscious. It's right. about doing it for yourself and, you know, and the betterment of the relationship, definitely. You, you want that. Mm-hmm. It's not just a I'm being selfish kind of thing, but if you stop growing, then the relationship stops growing. 
Well, Mom, uh, we know you're in a new relationship, too, but I won't ask you any questions, but we are going to give you that prize pack. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am in an awesome relationship, Um, and it's a place that you never expect to really be, that you can find somebody out there that makes you happy um, after going through a divorce. Divorces are hard, and so it scares you in relationships. And when you do meet somebody, it's an awesome feeling to have that feel like you've known them all your life. <laughs> well, I'm sure we could learn a lot from from you about relationships. Uh, I have. So we do appreciate <laughs> you calling in. Yeah. Yep. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Take, take care. Bye, Bye-bye. Mom. All right, we got one more now. Is this perhaps your brother guys. calling in? Is <laughs> no, this uh, your, your oh significant other? It's uh... my brother. Gosh. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You're on the air with sex exposure. Hi, I was calling about those long distance relationships. Um, I'm in one, and I was just wondering how you handle trust issues when you don't plan to move anywhere near the individual and. But you, you're carrying on this relationship. And I'm Aaron's roommate. Oh, hi, Lauren. I was trying <laughs> to figure that out. The circle oh, is complete. Goodness. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, because I know you, I won't ask you this, the, the specific questions, but why are you in the relationship? I mean, I guess that's what I would ask you. What, what are you getting out of the relationship? What makes the relationship work? We always, we're always saying what we will lose if we won't be near the person, but we don't talk about wh- why you're in it. What do you get out of it now, and, and what, what benefit does it bring to you? Those are the questions I think you need to ask yourself, and not necessarily the other person. Is Ask yourself, what is it that you get out of it? You don't have to answer on this. <laughs> we can were, talk about this when I come home. <laughs> but, you know, I was in a long-distance relationship for three years with my wife when we first got into it. I, I dated her once in, in, in physical, and then we started a relationship. It was long-distance for three years going to school. And uh, what I got out of it was that intimacy that we started to build through the communication. It was all through communication. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that, that made it work so well is that we weren't physically close to each other. We didn't see each other. I saw her maybe twice a year. Mm-hmm. And we just built up that communication and, the, and, the, and that, that, that expectations, and, and which built into trust over three years of, of communicating. Now, it's a lot different when you start on a different plane and then go with, the, with that because you started somewhere else. But, you know, we talked about in the beginning that it's the passion. And if you haven't built the intimacy and the commitment, uh, then no matter where you are, whether you're close or far away, it's not going to work. Right. Is- well, that's really good longitudinal advice because you're a, a long-distance relationship success story, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So I just wanted to call in and, um, you know, be a part of Aaron's last show because I was supposed to call in so many times, but this is the first time that I made it. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Make sure to take home a prize pack for me. Yeah, I'll bring a prize pack home with me. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) Thanks for calling. Next, we're going to get Aaron's third grade teacher calling. (laughs) (laughs) I'll call in with my cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Because you just step out in the hall and call Wes. Hey, remember me? It's Wes from Sexposure. (laughs) 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 Oh, no, it's so nice to know that that the support is out there and people are listening to our show, um, regardless of (laughs) whether they're all my family and friends or not. Well, this is demonstrating the power (laughs) of relationships. Everybody else. Yeah. I know. (laughs) 432. Three eighty There you go. That's the number. And, uh, again, we have about uh, eight minutes or so left in the show here. And if you have any questions, comments, answers to our questions, of course, there is a double-sized uh, prize pack in the works for you full of, uh, let's see, you get two, two massages. Two massages. From Douglas J. as two well as, what else? Books. Tutti Frutti uh, well, lubes. <laughs> wow. We have Tutti Frutti, don't we? Yeah, sure, do. why not? <laughs> <laughs> just, just write that on there. Two, two books, one large-sized print. Uh, and probably you're going to say a large something else, but you didn't. No, no, so. no. And we'll have assorted other things in there uh, that uh, Wes approves of. Yeah, just, just for demonstrated calling. on the air. Yes, I'm sure we've here. stretched them to their limits or <laughs> gave them goofy names on air at some point. Oh, yeah, let me talk about the last three things real quickly because we only have a few minutes. The other one, the other ones were we talked about learn to listen. The other one is talking straight. Actually, be be honest with yourself and then tell the person what what it is you want. And one of the mistakes that people make in the beginning of a relationship is really not taking off the mask and, and telling who you are. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to put up a front, and everyone wants to to feel a little better about themselves. So we don't always we don't always talk straight. Uh, for intimacy, you also want to choose intimacy. 
I mean, it's not, not like, you know, one night you say, hey, let's be intimate. You know, <laughs> you, know you don't do that. You have to choose intimacy. You have to set aside time. Uh, and I think you have to pick carefully about who you're going to be intimate with. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Was someone else calling up? You care to take bets on who this is, Aaron? <laughs> is that Lola? My kid? Grandma. Let's, grandma. Yeah, so grandma. grandma. There you go. Grandma's calling up. Let's find out. <laughs> go ahead. You're on the air with Sex Exposure. Sadly, I have no affiliation with Aaron. Oh. Thank you. Oh, All right. Oh, Thank yeah. You. I love you, family and friends, but great. You're, you're going to get a prize pack. <laughs> oh, how exciting. <laughs> um, I was calling um, a little different kind of trend than what we've been going with with uh, long-distance relationships, but in a different kind of long-distance as far as ages go, mm. um, I'm currently involved with someone that is 13 years older than me. Um, we've been together for about a year and are approaching that whole, he's ready to settle down and have kids and get married and do all that stuff. And because of my age and just my peer group in general, I'm getting a lot of pressure not to do that but I'm really not sure as far as, like, how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering if there's any advice that you guys could give as far as accepting pressure from peer group and if that makes a big difference um, or if it's kind of just a jump into it seat first and hope for the best kind of situation. You know, I, th- I think you already know what to mm-hmm. do. I- I'll be really honest with you. I think you really do from the way you phrased your question. I mean, there- there's... I'll divulge this. My wife won't, won't care. There's 15 years difference between my wife and I. Uh, I met her when she was 20 and I was 35. And everybody around us was more worried about the age than we were. We were never worried about the age. Age makes absolutely no difference if you know why you're in a relationship, what do you want out of the relationship, and you have good communication. You just need to figure out for yourself, not listen to anybody else, what you like about what you, who you are and what you want out of this relationship. And then, and then tune everybody else out. It really doesn't matter. The age makes no difference unless you make it a difference. Mm-hmm. You can be one minute apart, and you can be apart light years in what you want and how you want it and where you want to go in life. That, the age makes no difference. The peers, if you're going to listen to your peers, then you're already starting from a deficit. Mm-hmm. You need to listen to yourself. Listen to your heart. Listen to what you want to do. Uh, if, he, if he's putting pressure on you, then you need to negotiate that. You need to negotiate and say, no, that's not what I want. And then, then, you, then it comes down to almost a cost-benefit. If there's more benefits out of this relationship for you than the costs are, then you'll stay in it. If not, you won't. Yeah, it sounded like there was pressure coming from both, both sides of the situation, peer pressure from peers, uh, obviously, and then pressure from her significant other. And I think in that situation, you kind of have to reconcile those differences for yourself and really understand in your heart what you what you want to do yeah at the end of the day you're the one that has to be happy with that decision um or not and so it's really it really is up to you and that's a hard thing to figure out it really is are you in a uh, do you feel like you're in a committed relationship oh definitely i mean it's probably one of the most fulfilling ones i've ever been in so what does it mean i mean real quickly we don't have a lot of time left what does it mean to be in a committed relationship have you guys decided what that means um, when we've discussed it, it's been something where both people are having all their needs met and we're both able to kind of fulfill individual goals while being able to go to the other person for all the support that we need. And you, um, uh, like he's working toward his doctorate right now and I'm still finishing up my undergrad. So um, we're both still in like the real school stages and me being able to kind of give him a different perspective when he's teaching versus him giving me perspectives as far as, like, what I'm doing when I'm writing, blah, 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 all well, that kind of stuff. You, you've already determined it's pretty fulfilling, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I think you have to work on that. You have to look at what is fulfilling. I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be easy. It's a negotiation. It's a relation. That's where mm-hmm. that's where the intimacy comes in, is that negotiating. Mm-hmm. You build up that, 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 that expectations and that trust for each other, and you negotiate that. There's, there's no such thing as something that's going to be easy uh, in the now. So I wish you luck. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for your advice. And honestly, to hear someone that's in a, well, obviously a successful relationship with that big of an age gap is a huge plus. Oh, and, uh, let so. me tell you, uh, you know, we, uh, I got a lot of crap for, you know, I, people would say to me left and right, you're robbing a cradle. I said, no, 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 she's robbing a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so. God, no, we've used that exact <laughs> Good luck. You know how to get a hold of me off here. I'm at Olin, so we can talk anytime.
Yeah. Um, thank you so well, much. Cool. Stay on the line. We'll get all your information, and we can still hook you up with one of those prize packs, too. Thanks. All right. Well, that's uh, just about going to do it for us. Uh, Relationships are tricky. Yes. They are. Parting words on that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there well, was still so much left that we had to talk they, about. They, I mean, it's true. It's, a, it's like one of the number one things talked about on campus. And mm-hmm. It's the one that people have the most difficulties, and they go back to it. You know, no one really ever teaches us how to be in this. Mm-hmm. And it's not an easy thing. But you know, as the last caller said, if you can find it, find yourself. And then find yourself in somebody else. It can be very fulfilling. She sounds like she's having a great time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wes, it sounds like you're in a great relationship. I know Andrew's in a great one. Christy's still looking for one. Relationship. I'm not looking. For <laughs> <one>. <laughs> not lucky. She knows exactly where she's at. I yes. do. Okay. But I want to. I want. I want to thank you, Wes, for being one of the best hosts we've ever had. Oh, well, thank you. I, this has been uh, something to look forward to every month, and I'm not just saying that to make you guys feel good. It's and Aaron, my adopted daughter, we're going to miss her and yes. we wish her the best mm-hmm. in her. Good luck, Aaron. Her schooling first and her relationship second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, would anyone care to say any goodbyes uh, now? I mean, obviously, Aaron, your last show. That's our last show for the semester. We're running low on time, but any. Yeah. Well, you know, don't forget that the semester is not over. There are a ton of events. Visit olin.msu.edu. Um, come to Olin because I'm still there for a couple mm-hmm. more months. Um, Get to meet the person uh, you've been uh, listening uh, to. Yes. And um, <laughs> yeah, just don't like, forget about us. Yeah. I'd like to thank thank everyone here and thank. Uh, uh, impact for hosting us mm-hmm. and please stay tuned to my most favorite show in in, in the world Nexus Exposure which is <laughs> of course the Torch of Torch Plank which is coming month. up in mere moments yes. uh, Doug and Corinna getting all set up looks like they have a, a lot of guests in they're going to have uh, some some goodness I have no idea what's coming up but uh, definitely something to, listen, to stay tuned for so uh, for everybody here and uh, for myself as well this has been Impact Sexposure uh, see you uh, next week for regular exposure and uh, have a good night everybody <laughs>